Thanks for downloading this IMSA radio podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by visiting imsaradio.com or search for IMSA radio wherever they get their podcasts. WeatherTech Sports Car Championship on IMSA Radio. Beautiful day today. Air temperature 23 degrees Celsius, 73 Fahrenheit, 32 Celsius on the track. That's 90 Fahrenheit. A little bit of cloud just blowing up from the south that's keeping those temperatures pleasant. Let's head down to the pit lane. Shea Adam is with us again for this session. Spot on 11 o'clock, Shay, and a pretty busy looking pit lane and a fantastic looking pit lane with the variety of cars, all five categories represented here, and the multicoloured liveries look brilliant. Yeah, they do, and the race cars have been out on the pit lane just for a couple minutes now, but the teams have been eagerly anticipating the start of this session. People were encroaching on the pilot session. One of those guys who was being a bit polite and allowing the last session to finish, Ricky Taylor, you're out here on the Wayne Taylor Racing Pit Box now. You are ready to go for this weekend because the path to championship, it's fairly simple. you got to win the race, right? Yeah, whether I was polite or, or late, we'll, we'll leave that to, to judgment. But, um, yeah, we're here anyway. Uh, big, important weekend this weekend uh, after a rough Mossport. Uh, we got some, some ground to cover again. Uh, but, you know, Road America is one of, one of the best tracks in the world. And we love coming here. Our, our number 10 uh, kind of coming ultra car is, is always very strong here. It's a good track for Acura as well. Uh, so um, hopefully we can, you know, carry what we, we thought we had last year before a puncture uh, over to this year and, and translate that into to some good points. Yeah, I feel like I've talked to you for poll interviews here before, uh, not just one time. So it has been a good track for not only for you, but for Acura for being quick around. Do you think the BOP adjustment is going to have that much effect or is it the team strength that can overcome it? I think, um, you know, whatever changes they make to the cars will you know, it affects qualifying, um, but in the races, we still have to execute, still have to do our jobs to, to, to get race wins. And, um, you know, that uh, the direction of the change, you can't change what direction they're moving it in, um, but we can only just try and keep it improving and, and negate that change as much as we can. But, uh, yeah, we're going to go out there, and it's, it, like I said, it's a good track. The car, when, it, when the car feels good, they can't take that away. Um, and so the car is going to still feel, feel the same balance, feel the same tendencies. Uh, the Acura is an amazing car uh, at a track like this where you can really you know, feel the, the downforce and the, the high-speed corners and things. So uh, we'll be comfortable out there still, hopefully, and uh, see how it goes on Sunday. The new Acura the GTP car, you've been testing it over in Europe. I'm not going to ask you about that, but how difficult is it to jump back and forth between the two very different cars? They are different. Um, looking, size, uh, the feeling is different, um, which is actually good. Um, you know, lots of drivers have done double double duty uh, on same weekends and jumped between cars. And I find that the what actually makes it easier is the more different they are, it's easier to separate. I feel like if you're jumping from an LMP2 to the Acura DPI, those are pretty similar race cars. So you know, you might you might carry some some bad tendencies here and there. Sorry, but. You know, when you're jumping from the, the GTP car, from the Acura ARX-06 to the ARX-05, they're so different uh, that you can actually separate them quite easily. 
That's awesome. Thanks, Ricky. Green flag is out, as you can hear in the background. I'll let you get up on the uh, pit stand. We'll talk to you throughout the weekend. All right. Thank you. Uh, good stuff. And uh, good points made there by uh, Ricky. The, the more different, the better. And I can, I can understand that. There's, there's points of differential. It reminds you which version of the car uh, you are in. If you're just joining us for the first time this weekend, you're listening to IMSA Radio. It's Jeremy Shaw and me, John Hindhoff, in the Haggerty Global Broadcast Centre. Uh, we're just beyond the stripe at the finish line, start and finish line on the front straight here. Uh, looking back at the run up the hill from turn 14, the final corner. Just over four miles, 14 corners here. 14 corners that have pretty much, Jeremy Shaw, every challenge uh, for uh, a driver, a car, a suspension engineer, a, a, a tyre engineer. That There's pretty much something for everyone. Very much uh, the case, John. And uh, yeah, it's always a trade-off here between downforce and uh, straight line speed and uh, you know, you'd think here with the big long straights that uh, downforce is king but as we heard in the Michelin Pilot Challenge series uh, practice just uh, a few moments ago it was, uh, was it Hugh Plum was telling us that they, they tried to Smart. lower the rear wing to get a bit more straight line speed in the Porsche and uh, oops there's a spin there for the car number 11 that's the one of the two Stephen PR1 Matheson Motorsports uh, Orica P2 car Stephen Thomas revolving that car down turn 8 just before the Speedville Bridge the Should new Speedville Bridge the yeah. new and improved Speedville yeah. Bridge Tristan Nunez back uh, in that car ah. this weekend I got some assistance there from Bizarre. Sean Mal- Creech Motorsport Jacobson, yeah Malta Jacobson yeah. the young Dane lunging down the inside for some reason on the out lap at turn 8 uh, took uh, Stephen Thomas completely by surprise. He slammed into the side of the number 11 car of Stephen Thomas and spun him around. That was rather bizarre for an outlap. Came from a long way back, too. It just, well, very odd. Very odd indeed. Uh, the Speedville Bridge improvements, one of a raft of changes that have been made here to everything except the track. The the character and the layout of the track has not changed and it will be resurfaced at the end of this season come October in a, another major investment in the facility but the the layout of the track will remain that's sacrosanct here rightly so uh, I would say I've got a feeling Malte Jakobsen is going to get a little slap on the wrist for that yeah. may well find himself parked up a little bit Stephen Thomas getting pitched sideways um, which was bad enough, but then actually ran across the rumble strip sideways as well, which gave the rear wheels of the car a little bit, and the, the drive train of the car a little bit of a, a rattle. car has continued around the track. Since we were last here in person, since I was last here in person, Jeremy, you've been here since and have been really, I mean, extolling the virtues of the changes here. I mean, so much has gone on for the good of the the spectators. Uh, 66 years this track has been running. A new entrance at Gate 4, a new Turn 5 hospitality area, the public address system being upgraded. That was all in 2020. 2021, um, new expanded upper paddock area. Uh, the Gate 3 entrance has been changed. There's terrace seating along the front, front straight. Jumbo screens and 
Uh, a new timing and scoring building at the Briggs and Stratton Multiplex, which is the cart circuit here, which is outstanding. And the, the, uh, the Johnsonville Bridge between turns eight and nine, a complete upgrade to that. It's now dual carriageway on that, so one either way, and a separate pedestrian uh, place as well. Just fantastic. New golf cart terraced viewing area uh, at uh, turn 13, which is the uh, the left-hander after Canada Corner. And the place just looks so sharp. Talking about this early on, I realised that people will be joining us for the big show and the IMSA Fastlane Sports Car Weekend at Road Murray and the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. Just looks so sharp. Been really dry around these parts um, in the last week or ten days, and a lot of the crops have been brought in. And, uh, this place is green. It's beautifully manicured, and the care that is given over to Road America is uh, is plain for everyone to see. So, early running then, Pete Durrani. And this is bad news for people when the wheel and engineering car rolls out fast because they seldom get slower over the weekend. What times are we looking for, Jeremy, in, in terms of, 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 uh, of lap record pace? We may or may not see that in this first session, of course. It is an hour and a half uh, session, this one, so plenty of time for people to cycle through their, their drivers. Yeah, and uh, yeah, track conditions now yeah, pretty good. A little bit of cloud cover. There's another off for number 33 car. That's Matthew Jakobsen. Is, Again, uh, and fully yeah. airborne coming uh, out of the... Turn 7, isn't it? Was that turn 7? Yeah, I, th I think it was, yeah. coming down the hill from 7 to 8. Uh, and all four Michelin... Well, he wasn't wearing his Michelin tyres out uh, for certain. And, yeah. I mean, huge amount of air as he bounced over the bump. And that's not going to do the bottom of the car. This is very uncharacteristic for Malte. Yeah, I mean, yeah, really sensible young man, super talented. I mean, really, really fast, uh, the wheel of these cars. He's driving the car this weekend because uh, uh, Lance Wilsey has got a, another commitment. He can't be here this weekend. So Malte, the 18-year-old from Denmark, is going to be sharing that car with Joao Barbosa. Uh, he was uh, sort of an open-wheel racing, did, uh, did Malte at the... Uh, Tenjury, what, 15 or 16 he would have been because he won a Danish F4 championship back in 2019. Uh, done some LMP3 in Europe last couple of years and was a, a star in the early season races this year. And has been assessed a drive-through for incident responsibility uh, for that. Sheer Adam had a look at the number 11 car as it came through. That was the car that Malte Jacobson uh, hitting that Stars and Stripes number 33, Stephen Thomas in and out of the pits for PR1 share. How is it looking? It's actually quite remarkable, John. There's a little bit of paint missing from the left side uh, below the air intake toward the rear, and there's a very slight dent to the carbon on the back left of that car, but other than that, they escaped with remarkably little damage. The other thing that I've noted so far after one trip down the pit lane, I have seen one team scrubbing rain tires because, of course, we have to talk about that, the forecast for Sunday, looking uh, not great. Um, but, yeah, the 32 team Hawthorne Mercedes, they've gone through two sets of wet so far. I thought at first the uh, first set was maybe an accident that they sent Stephen McLear out on the wrong tires. Nope, it was meant to be for Sunday's race. 
just taking the uh, the edges off that tyre. Thank you, Shea. Shea Adam down on the the pit leg. And uh, Stephen McAleer uh, driving that number uh, that uh, caught off uh, Team Corner of Motorsport entry car number 32, the Mercedes with uh, uh, Mike Skeen, of course. And Stephen, it is who leads the championship in GTD coming into this weekend. And we just after this weekend, just uh, uh, two more races at VIR, the GT only race, and then Michelin Raceway Road Atlanta for Petit Le Mans. Uh, and uh, comes into this uh, into this weekend with the points lead, Stephen McAleer, solo because Mike Skeen had to miss the race at Mid-Ohio earlier in the year. Uh, got a 40-point edge, does McAleer, over Reinhard Wick and Jan Halen in number 16, right most sports Porsche, coming into this weekend. And, of course, new for last year was a completely different point structure in the, uh, the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship to my chagrin uh, but uh, the, the old system of 35 for the win 32 30 28 and on down from there superseded by 10 times that number for the race and introducing the old system also for qualifying after the qualifying session as well and to ta- totting up the points from qualifying and the race races uh, Steve McAleer and Steve, and, uh, has scored 10 more points in race trim than Ryan Hardwick and Jan Halen, but 30 more in the in the uh, qualifying sessions so far this season. He got the most points scored in that car with 191, just a one pole position, but uh, extended that that advantage then from from 10 to 41 coming to this weekend, John. Uh, Earl Bamba off at turn five and stranded there at the moment in the zero two Cadillac DPI. Sebastian Bordier, by the way, out. Uh, in the team car, the zero one machine. That was Earl's outlap. So everybody jumping at the bit here, uh, champing at the bit and trying to uh, get out and do some quick laps early on. Not much sure what they know that perhaps we don't, uh, but still waiting for that zero two car to move from turn five. There is a cut off there back into the back of the pit lane. And. Uh, so if that car is able to move under its own steam it could get out of harm's way ah it's moving now comes up to turn number six even the body language of the car there was sort of um, slightly oh I've messed up here (laughs) waving left and right down the hill to turn eight and now under the Speedville bridge so scrubbing the dirt off, off, uh, the off those tyres. Yes. Should see what he comes in at the end of this session. You talk about lap records, though. Oh yes, good people. Durani fastest in this session, one fifty-one point zero five one. The lap record, actually, that that fifty-one point zero is uh, almost identical to the race lap record. Oh wow! Already? Which was set back in twenty twenty by Dane Cameron, a one fifty-one point zero three four. Average speed of 131 miles an hour. Last year's fastest lap, by the way, was also by Dan Cameron, a 51.7. So already gone quicker than that, has the people drawn. Again, you know, pretty good conditions. There's a replay of the number 02 car coming back onto the road at turn five after taking to the escape road uh, there. And uh, the car, did it come into the pits? Negative. No, it didn't. Right, okay, cool. It's gone straight through. That was his outlap. It wasn't. Well, it's completed two laps. 
yeah. number two car. So it yeah. must have been his, his first flying lap, I think, uh, when he went off the road. No, I think that he's done two laps since that now. He's done another... Oh, has he? Um, sure? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Ah, right, hang on a second. Let me check, because... I'll find him on there. Um, Shea, my, Shea has, has that zero two 2 car been through the pits a couple of times as well? Definitely. Uh, green oh, flag okay. came out, and then when I was walking back down the pit lane, it right. uh, almost ran me over. So, yeah, it's definitely been in. Okay, so, so fine. So, it, it was shown as an out lap. I right. presume that was his first out lap, but uh, Sec- yeah, it, must it been the may second have been lap. a second yeah. out lap. So, yeah. apologies for that. So, 51-0, then the fastest time. Pete Bodorani looking for a... Uh, a uh, well, return to competitive for that team because they've really struggled in that number 31 car this year. That car, however, is a defending champion here at Road America. That uh, win here set them on course toward the championship last year. So looking to get back on, on track there. But the, the, the qualifying lap record was uh, a stunning 148.7. So uh, you know, nearly uh, well, two and a half seconds quicker. Also by Dane Cameron back in 2019, 148.7. The qualifying lap record here for the Imswear Tech Sports Car Championship. It's an average speed of 134 miles an hour. So not hanging about. All five classes, as we mentioned, which uh, we'll keep you up to date with uh, during these sessions and indeed uh, during the race on Sunday with our VP Racing Fuels in race and in session Updates. So let's quickly run through where we are in this early running. It's the Dragon Speed. No, it's not. It's the Tower Motorsport number eight, Orica, that is quickest in LMP2. Louis Delatraz just brought that car into the pits. In LMP3, JDC Miller Motorsport, Scott Andrews uh, is uh, back in that number 90 car. And they are quickest in LMP3. And in GTD Pro, Matt Campbell for FAF Motorsports and the Plaid Porsche is quickest uh, ahead of Ben Barnicut for Vassa Sullivan. And Aaron Tielitz in GTD for Vassa Sullivan in there. Lexus RF, RCF, another hometown hero there. The number 12 is quickest ahead of Turner Motorsports BMW. Early running, those people are playing themselves in although I say that and as Jeremy's just told you the times are pretty competitive even this early on not that much Michelin rubber having been laid down this week yes there was some practice sessions yesterday but the track was pretty green before that yeah but it should be in pretty good shape now as you say we had those sessions yesterday had some more this morning so the track should be pretty darn good right now plus with a little bit of cloud cover as well mm. it's not too hot you know ideal conditions i think for good lap times i think bourdais was perhaps just held up a little bit going through the kink on that lap although it was uh, a personal best on that last lap sebastian boy he's certainly pushing on though in that number zero one cadillac and qualifying for imsa weather tech sports car championship this time tomorrow so really important data uh, being Garnered now by all of the teams. Bourdais, a 151.095 to go within half a tenth of people Durrani's fastest time. So it's two Cadillacs at the top of the times at the moment. Yeah, and then the, the Acura of uh, Philip Albuquerque, calibre 10. And uh, coming into this weekend, in the championship stakes, nothing to choose at all between Cadillac and Acura. Both have four pole positions. Both have four race wins. So absolutely tied on points at 29.48 apiece 
for Acura and Cadillac uh, at the moment. So with the two races to go, that's going to continue, isn't it? Could well be. Certainly would. Uh, might be a tie at the end of the season. I mean, oh, certainly, certainly can, well, absolutely conceivable. I'm not sure how they're going to split that one. Uh, generally speaking, whoever gets the the, the first, generally it's most wins yes. uh, is a tiebreaker. Then it's most seconds. Well, they've both had that uh, in this uh, championship so far. They both had you know, wins and seconds because there's only two manufacturers in the class. Yes, good in point. DPI oh, this yes, season, good point. Yes. lost to Mazda, of course. So uh, generally, it's the uh, when they are tied like it's. It's whoever did it first, so to speak, save with lap times in qualifying. Uh, whoever sets the lap time first uh, would have the, the pole position. Uh, and, of course, it was accurate won the first race of the season. So I don't know, obviously, whether the, what, what uh, that tiebreaker is going to be. Right, put that thought away from yeah. your mind, yeah, Mr. Shaw, point, until you. we get to uh, Motul Petit Le Mans at Mission and Raceway Road, Atlanta. Uh, I'll let you get the abacus out and do the, uh, the arithmetic uh, for that. A reminder that uh, Andy Blackmore's official spotter guide uh, for the championships here uh, at spotterguides.com. That's spotterguides.com, all one word. And you'll see the uh, the IMSA link on there for the uh, main races, also for Lamborghini. I know he's, he's done as well uh, this week. Sterling work again from uh, Andy Blackmore. And I know he'll be tuned in. Sure, whether he's here this weekend or whether he's at home. But uh, wish you well, Andy. Best to you and the family. Top of Lamborghini there, and into the pit lane comes the Carbon Huracan yeah, Lamborghini. Jeff Westfall into the pits with that car. Really good run last time out at yes. uh, at uh, was it Limebrook? Was it the yep. last race uh, for those uh, yes. cars? And had a uh, third place finish there for that number 39 team. It's uh, well, they had a second place earlier on uh, in the year at where was that? At uh, World Tech Race, really good and second. So a couple of podium finishes. So knocking on that door, that first win for that time. As of course is Stephen McAleer, who leads the championship, but hasn't yet won a race. There's a spin for number 20 car. That's Dennis Anderson in the high class racing, and again it's at turn seven yeah. so people just finding the outer edges of the performance envelope or perhaps slightly uh, further uh, than that Dennis just losing the back of the car uh, eventually physics does take over the Michelin tyres are super grippy and you've got downforce from the Orica chassis but uh, eventually um, Newton's laws do take over Dennis uh, finding that out uh, to his cost. Scott Andrews in the JDC Miller car, the number 90. Is That's the only Duquesne uh, in the championship. Uh, no, sorry, two there's two this yeah. weekend, isn't there? Yeah, because the yes. JDC car making its debut this weekend, number 90 car. Jerry, great to see Jerry Kraut back AWA in, is the other in this one, championship. Yes. Uh, just being eclipsed from the top, uh, Scott Andrews by Philippe Fraga in number 74 car for Riley Motorsports. That is a Ligier. Uh, but yeah, good to see. Uh, I say Jerry Kraut from Minnesota, so home track for him, relatively speaking. Uh, and Matt Bell, um, Matthew Bell, that's um, UK Matthew Bell, originally from uh, the Newcastle area up in the northeast of England, is in the AWA car again this weekend, the number thirteen. What, instead of Carmarcelli, or uh, yes, I think so. Oh. 
saw Matt uh, yesterday wearing his AWA kit. And in fact, it is Matt that's out in the car at the moment. I should have just looked at that. Sitting in uh, fifth position in P3. Good turnout of P3s uh, this weekend with uh, what, eight of them out there. And I think we've got six P3s. There were nine on the entry list. Yeah, nine. Nine, nine sorry, yeah. yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and six P2s. LMP2. Or if we're only Matt Bell, so I'm not quite sure why Carmel is not driving that car. It's a late change to the entry list. Maybe Shay can fill us in on that one. An hour and nine minutes to go. 151.0 for people to Rani. That was a, a wee while ago. Now settling into late 52s to mid 53s with the traffic out there. The two Cadillacs of, uh, that are run by Chip Ganassi Racing, Sebastian Bourdain and Earl Bamba, 01 and 02, separated by barely a tenth of a second. In fact, not even a tenth of a second. Point uh, zero two seven. So actually the top three Cadillacs separated by 0.071 of a second at the moment. I'd say that they've, they're pretty well set up on those cars. Uh, top four, uh, including the first of the Acuras, which is the now Philippe Albuquerque-driven Conic and Minolta Acura. This is the glossy black and blue number 10. Uh, that is just another 0 0.082 behind so the top four separated by a tenth and a half just a moment or two ago problems for Felipe Fraga fastest in the LMP3 category but just pushing his look a little bit at the bottom of the hill at turn three and dropping all four Michelins onto the grass I was going to say but it was uh, it's quite dusty out there as well now catches the BMW of Paul Miller racing down at turn eight before he heads into the carousel. It's, it's difficult to get a clear lap around here uh, with all this traffic on the road with 37 cars on the racetrack, five different classes you were talking about earlier on, John Heinoff. And what's interesting to me, look, look at the, uh, the purple sector of times for DPI. It's the number zero two car that's fastest, has set the fastest time through the first sector, which is basically... Uh, from start finish line round to I think just before turn five uh, and then the no, first sector is start finish line to between two and three middle oh, sector yeah, that's right just yes. a really short sector yeah that's, that's a really short line. one then yeah. middle of uh, uh, just at turn the kink that he's turned through under the bridge there yeah. all the way around to the after kink the kink after yeah. the kink is yeah. it, it's just after the kink just yes, after that's right. the kink yeah and, and then from their home there, from their home so the the, the long the the long sector here from turn two down the hill to after the kink that's uh, 64 seconds the fastest time the the fastest car through that sector is the number 60 Acura Tom Blomquist and the final sector is Sebastian Bourdais uh, in number zero one Cadillac so uh, again very very close to the batch you were talking about how close the times are at the front and uh, five of the six DPI cars covered by four tenths of a second and four of them by 
well and a half tenths. I mean, super tight out there at the moment, but difficult to get a, a true reading on it from the fact that I don't think anybody has yet put together a complete lap around this 4.0 something mile track. When I say something, it's for IndyCar, they use 4.014, for IMSA, uh, another series, they use 4.048. So, I guess, uh, whatever. It's that time of the year where everybody is busy because while other people are on summer breaks, summer is the busiest time of the year for people involved in racing. And Connor DeFilippi is no exception to that rule. Connor, it's been not exactly low-key since we were racing at Lime Rock Park just a couple of weeks ago. But how good is it to get back with the Team RLL program to sit back in your car with John Edwards and just get back in the swing of things? Yeah, it feels fantastic. Uh, obviously, I haven't been here since 2020 because we only ran the long races last year. So... Definitely one of my favorite tracks on the on the calendar, um, so I'm super thrilled to be back here. As you said, the last couple of weeks have been busy, um, driving different cars and in different countries. But um, yeah, this is always one of my favorite tracks and some of the best uh, racetrack food in the area, which is always a, a nice cherry on top. So happy to be back here and excited to see uh, how the weekend goes. Now, I talked to Ricky Taylor earlier about jumping back and forth between the GTP and the LMDH that he's in now, well, the, the DPI that he's in now. For you, going from a prototype back to the GT car, it's a completely different experience. So there would be no similarities between the two cars, or is there? Um, uh, they're certainly significantly different, but uh, I always joke with you know the other drivers, like, at the end of the day, it's just another steering wheel with with some other buttons um but i mean driving style wise it's definitely different but after a couple laps you should be able to readjust uh, pretty easily too i mean you see a guy like earl bamber jump in between them all the time and be wicked quick in everything he drives so um that's kind of once you're at a certain level you always aim to kind of be like that um but certainly this will be my first time doing it because i haven't driven anything since that car during the rollout so interested to see what it's like to to get back in it but um yeah it's uh it was a cool experience, but I'm happy to be back in a GT car. It's still uh, great racing and different different type of enjoyment for sure. And this GT class is stacked. I mean, you're up against four other teams, four other manufacturers. Anybody can win on any given weekend. What's going to be the BMW strength for this weekend, though? Well, uh, another new track for us, actually, with this car. So we're not sure. It's kind of, a, you can always talk about strengths and weaknesses. At, at the moment, I think we're kind of average in every area. Um, we don't have the, we're not the fastest in a straight line. We're not the fastest in acceleration, and we're not the really the strongest in the in the corners. So we just kind of have like a a reasonably competitive package in, in all the areas. And now we're just trying to um, obviously maximize each one of those, which should put us in the window to fight for a win. So um, this track is always tricky with tire degradation. So that's going to be a super critical point to um, be able to last as long as you can and be be very consistent across the stint. Because that here, uh, that's that's what can kill you here really quickly. Well, and looking forward, the final two races of the year, VIR and Petit Le Mans. Obviously, those are two very good tracks for BMW and for you. So, how excited are you to finish out this year and the GT program on a strong note? Yeah, I'm excited. The last three races are always uh, those three tracks are really a lot of my favorites on the calendar. Typically, as you said, they're pretty good tracks for us, and I'd like to end on a freaking win. We <laughs> we deserve it. Um, we've had it, and we've had it taken away for reasons as we know which uh, maybe we disagree with but um you know i'm just really proud of this team we've we haven't been, uh, been able to do any testings we've been obviously have the gtp program and um it hasn't been an easy battle from the outside looking in you know a lot of people are like oh you know factory program everything's easy deasy but 
I mean, the guys are working hard. Working this amount of people with two programs is not easy, and I respect these guys a lot for, I mean, you have guys that, you know, were over at the rollout in Italy and then flew back, and now they're working on a GT car, and they're working, you know, 14, 15-hour days over there for three weeks at straight. Um, you know, they're, they're working a lot harder than I am, so I'm just thankful to be here, and, um, yeah, hopefully we can get them their first win, win this weekend. Yeah, reward them with champagne. Good luck this weekend. Exactly. Thank you. Share Adam in the pit lane there with Connor D. Felipe. He's looking at some changes in the time. Stephen Thomas having recovered from being assaulted by Martha Jacobson early on uh, has just improved a 155.504 for fifth position in a very competitive LMP2 category. Remember, this is just one of the sprint races on Sunday, uh, and uh, we are starting a tad earlier than was originally planned. It's been changed for a couple of three weeks now. And the uh, green flag is at 10.40 local time here on Sunday. So she'll, we'll be done a little before uh, 1.30. And then we'll finish the weekend with the 50-minute Lamborghini Trofeo, Super Trofeo race. So, again people joining us all the time here on IMSA Radio both at the track and worldwide go to imsaradio.com scroll down to the bottom of the page and you'll see our broadcast schedule, our live broadcast schedule for the weekend which will, through some dark art that I'm not entirely able to, in fact not at all able to uh, explain to you uh, that will change automatically and convert all of those times to uh, whatever your browser time is set at. So if you're in Europe and you have your browser set at your local time, then you won't have to do any uh, arithmetic. We are on central time here, uh, which is uh, minus six to British summer time. Those of you in the UK, minus seven to central European summer time. So just factor that in if you're trying to do that arithmetic on your own. But as I say, the by far the easiest way is to go to imsaradio.com and scroll down to the uh, bottom of the page for the schedule. James French improved last time around for performance tech in his number 38, Ligier. Yeah, somebody knows his way around here, James French. He's, uh, had a, he's from uh, Sheboygan, Wisconsin, dri driven a, a lot of different cars around here. Uh, and had a lot of success with this performance motorsports, performance tech motorsports team here in the past as well. He's won uh, the race on on three different occasions uh, with this team. Uh, here, he won in uh, in 2017 with uh, with Pato Award, of course, who's now driving in the NTT IndyCar series. And uh, now that's the only win he's had. He's been on the podium. In 2016, 17, 19, 20, and 21, James French here at his local track. So great to see him back again this weekend. Uh, he was planning on sharing a car with Dan Bolt Goldberg, but some uh, family commitments have kept uh, Dan uh, away this weekend. Had to move into a new house, and have had some uh, technological problems, I gather, with that. So uh, oh. don't want to leave uh, the family alone there. So he stayed home in Florida for this weekend, and instead it's going to be Cameron Shields returning to the team. Cameron. Uh, Richie from Australia, but he's been based well, initially uh, through through uh, 
Ooh, that's another off course excursion to get at turn, seven, turn seven. Seven there. is the action area yeah, at the moment. That was the WeatherTech AMG GT3, yeah. the number uh, 79 car. Cameron Smith was kind of stranded here uh, due to COVID a couple of years ago, but he's now, now makes his home in, in, the, in the States. He's based now in, in Southern California near the thermal track where he's doing a lot of coaching. Ah. He's been driving in the, the endurance races for this team. But with Dan over, unable to make it this weekend, he's been drafted in for this race as well. And loving the opportunity. Really great young man is Cameron Shields. Really impressed by him. He's from Toowoomba in Queensland, Australia. And if that uh, town sounds familiar, yes, indeed. Same place as Will Power. Uh, so uh, they, they obviously breed him well down there. Uh, and uh, Cameron uh, loving the opportunity to come back here to Road America. He's raced here before on the road to Indy. Uh, and uh, he's a really talented young guy and a, and a real hard worker. Just hats off to Cameron for, for making these opportunities for himself. And great to see him sharing that car with James French this weekend. That's number 38 car for Performance Tech Motorsports in LMP3. So we've had just over a third of this session. We started off with an hour and a half on the track. We're down to 50, just under 57 minutes. It's John Heinoff and Jeremy Shaw in the Haggerty Global Broadcast Centre. Track temperature holding around 32 Celsius. That's 90 Fahrenheit. 73 Fahrenheit in the air. 23 Celsius. So pleasant. Cloud cover not threatening, but uh, certainly thickening up a little bit. And as the weather has done for the last couple of days around about this time, it's blowing up from the south of the track. So coming in over turns one, two and three from that sort of area also through the carousel at turn nine the the main straight here is pretty much um north to south so you you're traveling uh, due south pretty much as you come down the main straight always a good way to orientate yourself when you're thinking about this circuit uh, good morning to steve grivner who's been here for a couple of days, was enjoying the uh, Porsches earlier on. He said, I know electric cars are here to say, but surely it'll be a sad day when you don't get a Porsche flat six screaming flat out through kettle bottoms. Uh, you'll have no argument from me on that uh, as the guardian of a couple of flat sixes. Another off, this time at turn five, just under the Corvette Bridge... Another prototype off there as well. I think that was the accurate. Yes, it was. The number 60 of Tom Blomqvist. A quick young uh, Brit by birth. Uh, Scandinavian background, of course. And second generation motor racer. Through Canada Corner. It's not even easy off at all. Driving with Ollie Jarvis again this weekend. Uh, consecutive second place finishes Jeremy has brought this team to lead the championship I know they've been disappointed not to stand on the top step of the podium but the consistency and the pace of both Ollie and Tom Blomqvist an uncharacteristic mistake uh, from him there um, has taken them to the top of the championship and uh, once again the Daniel Junkadela uh, through the kink, deciding that the track wasn't quite wide enough for him and exploring a bit of rally cross there. That's a very dangerous thing to do. Yeah, just yeah. going back to the... Uh, Ignorance is bliss. His first time here, of course, uh, for Daddy Yogadela. Really? Yeah, yeah. 
he'd love it. He had, had lost he had, money on he that. Had, he, had, he was supposed to be racing in Europe this weekend, but this opportunity came up. He said, and uh, he, he, he said to himself, never been to Road America, heard a lot about it, got to go. So here he is. And uh, learning uh, some of the nuances of the track is Danny Duke. Du- so s- seven in the kink now, he's been off. Yeah, just going back <laughs> to... Uh, uh, just once at every corner, remember, that's all right. There you go. Uh, uh, just going back to that number 60 team, um, the Mershak Racing with Kerb Agajanian, Tom Blomqvist and Ollie Jarvis gelling very well together. As I say, disappointment that they haven't been on the top step of the podium, but super consistent and quick. Uh, and really, you can't say that they've done very much, if anything, wrong uh, to quote-unquote lose the race. That's not been the, the case. It's just other... Other uh, teams have had a bit more pace when it counted, but they're still leading the championship as we come to yeah. to the you know the, the business end of the season. There you go. Yeah, it's uh, nitty gritty time now, and uh, step up or, or, or step out basically. Uh, but uh, you know, it's yeah, no no one's scoring a, a string of wins here in any of the classes. It is super tight, and um, you know, consistency uh, does pay dividends. And you know, five second place finishes in a row is rather irritating, I would imagine. But uh, hey, if you if you look at the big picture and leading the championship, that's that's good enough. But I know that uh, number sixty team will certainly like to finish off the year with with a couple of wins again. And that was super tight. Now what was the improvement there? Earl Bamber to the top now, one fifty point eight three five for car number zero two. Purple then in the first sector. Sebastian Bourdais actually now gone purple in sectors two and three. So certainly good, looking good for that Cadillac racing entry. The two cars are run by Chip Ganassi Racing, 0-1 and the 0-2. It's Earl Bamber, fastest now in that 0-2 car. There he is, flat out through the kink. Wow, that is impressive. These cars are He's going faster again great. now. Purple again in Sector 1, Earl Bamber. Uh, personal best in Sector 2. He's got a good clear lap ahead of him. Let's step sideways, the car does. On acceleration out of Canada Corner. Up the hill there, under what used to be the Billy where the Billy Mitchell bridge used to be now over the tunnel round turn 14 gets on the throttle early and hard coming up the hill does Earl Bamber in the 0-2 car uh, crests the rise there underneath the starters uh, time and oh by two thousandths of a second <laughs> he doesn't improve on his time but uh, 150.837 that time around 150.835 previous lap interesting and this looks to be a Cadillac circuit, uh, which at the well, moment, uh, well, yes, well, yes. We, we tend yeah. to think as the, the fast sweeping circuits being more accurate country and the, the pointy squirty, stoppy starty, big torque required is, is normally the, the happy hunting ground for the bigger engine Cadillac. Yeah, uh, but uh, coming into this weekend, a slight bounce of performance change again. This time 10 kilos added to the accuracy compared to the uh, the previous race uh, for the uh, prototype cars, which was uh, Canadian Time Motorsport Park. Uh, so the the, the accuracy is only a little bit heavier here, but you know it's been a track that's been uh, fairly uh, even o- over the years here. You know, success for all the different uh, manufacturers. Where's my chart gone of the, uh, the, the 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 winning uh, cars here at this racetrack? Here it is, yeah. So the last few years, Cadillac won last year, Acura won in 2020, Mazda won in 2019, 
So uh, each of the manufacturers have won it uh, over the last three years. And then before that, it was the Orica P2 car in 2018 mm. that, uh, that won the race. Uh, the previous year was the Onroke Nissan in 2017. And then the first three years for the WeatherTech Series here uh, was a Coyote Corvette of uh, one or other of the Action Express cars. It was driven mm. by Bosa and Christian Fittipaldi, won in 2014, and then Eric Curran and Dane Cameron in 15 and 16. So honors have been pretty widely shared here at Road America. And as we see so far in this session, it seems to be not much to choose between the Cadillac or the Acura. Hello to Tommy Racer 27 sitting in the shade between five and six on the uh, the new benches on the hill there one of the areas that has been uh, improved over the uh, the last few years new uh, jumbo screens down in that area uh, as well at the uh, the bottom of the hill uh, to turn five always a good spot for overtaking down there so good to Good place to be watching. Hope you're enjoying things. And yes, I did say that the race was moved. It was actually a couple of weeks ago now that this was announced. The uh, WeatherTech race on Sunday, which we'll have for you live here on IMSA Radio, plus on uh, Sirius XM at 207, as well as uh, our 87.9 FM frequency here at the track. At green flag now, 10.40 local time. So take half an hour off that for the Haggerty Pit Walk and our Michelin Countdown to Green. We'll be on the air in plenty of time for that. It means we've lost morning warm-up for the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. He said confidently um, because we've, we've got a Porsche Carrera Cup race to fit in before it. So there'll be no morning warm-up on Sunday. It'll be uh, track action starting uh, just after 8 in the morning green flag for the Porsches at 8.20 then all of the pre-race starting at just after 9 including the grid walk uh, at uh, 9.20 is when that uh, Haggerty pit lane grid walk starts and uh, we'll be on the air at uh, 10 o'clock local time for our Michelin countdown to green. There'll be lots to talk about on Sunday as well for those of you listening in here at the track or further afield because uh, we have got our state of the sport with President John Doon in this evening and that will be all the announcements for next year's calendar plus anything, uh, any adjustments to the sporting regulations etc. First year of GTP next year. A lot of excitement about that. Some uh, news about GTP testing uh, sanctioned testing as well towards the end of this year that all announced this evening and if you're here at the track listening to me now a reminder that we do have the fan forum that is in just over an hour's time at one o'clock at the Tufter Centre and uh, that's in the downstairs area and I have a selection of seven drivers from the different categories to uh, have a chat with uh, get there early I suspect that'll be very busy so I'll be on stage at uh, one with the drivers and we've got to blast through that in half an hour so get there early yeah. Jeremy a couple of uh, track limits penalties in turn one over the last few laps uh, kind of a zero two uh, got 
one on its 12th lap. So that was the one uh, that was right after it set its fastest time. Also, number three car, same problem. And I reckon number 96 car might be coming up on the boards as well momentarily. Uh, just had a, a view of that car going through turn one, run very, very wide at the exit. I think he had all four wheels over the uh, sort of striped, the sort of perpendicularly striped track uh, markings at the exit of the corner, which is quote unquote the curb. Um, I think he was completely outside of it, might, might be wrong, but uh, wouldn't be surprised if number 96 car shows up there. It's Bill Arbelin driving that car at the moment. Second fastest in GTD in the Turner Motorsport BMW, 207.372. Just uh, a, a few ticks to the watch, less, uh, just about a tenth of a second behind Aaron Tielitz in number 12, Asa Sullivan Lexus, who leads the way in that class. It was a, an improvement, by the way, in LP2 a little while ago. Ryan Diel for Era Motorsport, another defending champion team here mm. from last year. Uh, just uh, went quicker to LMP2 in car number 18 and 152.1. That is actually quicker than the number 5 DPI car uh, has been so far in this session. So really good lap from Ryan DL in car number 18. The lap record, by the way, in LMP2 is uh, a 152.0 is a qualifying lap record for LMP2. That was set back in 2019 by James French. He's driving number the LMP3 car this weekend. He's a bit of a qualifying... 152.037, so Ryan DL is uh, within a tenth of a second of that. Yeah, James was uh, a bit of a qualifying Oops. specialist. Uh, down at Canada Corner, got a Lexus without uh, any forward motion at the moment. I can't see any damage... Uh, to that car it's got the uh, red markings on it which makes it the GTD Pro car and therefore the car that leads the times in that category the number 14 look at the uh, door mirrors the end plates on the uh, rear wing and the shade band edges on the uh, the top of the windscreen you'll see that they're all red and that um signifies a GTD Pro. Well, the good news was that the windscreen wiper worked, at least for half a wipe. Um, I think that's had a total meltdown, that car, hasn't it? Because the, the lights went off and came back on as trying to recycle uh, something Jack Hawksworth yeah. Yeah, was trying to do a power cycle on that car. Um, but it is not a happy Lexus, that machine, at the moment, and no. does not have fire from its V8 engine at the moment. It still has electrical power, See the marker light at the front have come back on. Sheer uh, Adam is uh, at the pit for the number 14 GTD Pro uh, Lexus. And Sheer, uh, uh, any sign of knowledge from the, the guys on the pit wall? <laughs> the only sign of knowledge is a distinct lack of, John. They're okay. completely confused as to what's going on. And uh, some of their TV signals have actually gone down, including the onboard camera. So they're a bit perplexed as well. Ah, well, that would... That would suggest that there is an electrical issue. It looked like there was a bit of movement there from Jack. Might have just got that car started. One of the Chevy safety trucks and the EMR safety crew for IMSA is there. Coming down. The red flag is out, by the way. And, and at the marshal's post, uh, just to drivers right going into Canada Corner, we had a, uh, a, a yellow a waved yellow, a waved white, and a waved, 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 blah, easy for me to say, waved red, all at the same spot, which looked uh, very, very fetching indeed. Uh, 
in the pit lane. The uh, Nissan engine of one of the... 13, LM I think it was. Was it the 13, yeah, Jeremy? Thank so. you for that. I was glanced, I glanced away at that point. That is the AWA Duquesne, then, that Matthew Bell brought into the pit lane. Good spot, Jeremy, the OrlandoCorp.com car. I was busy, too busy looking at the engine. It was uh, catching my attention. That is the lanky Geordie. Matt Bell in the car as well. The, uh, the Lexus of Jack Hawksworth, that's completed 15 laps in this session. Uh, the, the other car that hasn't completed many laps is Malte Jakobsen, who had also all those dramas early on. That car also shown a stopped out of racetrack. Did we hear what the problem was with that? Oh, no. I, did, I didn't notice that that had shown a stopped, actually. No, we saw him bouncing around at turn seven and then, air, in fact, airborne at turn seven. We saw the incident down at turn eight when he uh, hit the JDC, uh, excuse me, the Power One Matheson uh, number 11 car. Tristan Nunes, by the way, in that team this weekend and has been out now in that car. In fact, he's just brought that car back into the pit lane. So that's possibly another one for Shea to... Uh, it'll be at the exact opposite spot from where she is in GTT Pro at the moment. So the number 33, this is the Stars and Stripes livery of Sean Creech Motorsport in their LMP3 lease year. The good news is that it was a relatively easy uh, recovery for our AMR safety team and they used actually one of the circuit options that you know very well Jeremy because you did your Team USA uh, shootout here a few years ago that used that cutout that comes uh, from uh, effectively just after turn 13 and then rejoins at turn 5. Uh, and they brought it back through the infield. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah, good thinking. Yeah. There is a, a, an entrance to the back of the paddock uh, on uh, what, coming down a normal, normal way down to turn five, which would be on driver's right. But uh, they've, they've just used that cut out. One or two of the platform games have used it as well. So that basically you're using the western side of, of the circuit. And, uh, it's, track, it's a very good track indeed. Yeah. You don't have the long run up the start-finish line or, or down from turn three to turn five. We're back to green again. And if you're here, make sure you take the opportunity to use the new metalled trails that are around. Being able to get all the way down from uh, back from Canada Corner all the way back to the kink, which you can which you can do now, which in the old days used to be a, a bit of a trek, to be honest. You could do it if you were brave. Um, I once came down from the, uh, the multiplex down to there, and uh, that was... Uh, that was interesting in, the, in those days, um, but it's now made much easier. Uh, Shea Adam, let's pick up some more uh, driver comments. Renger van der Zander is her next uh, victim. <laughs> and for Renger, it's been a very up and down season, but thankfully there have been more ups than downs lately. Technically, not out of this championship hunt. The only thing you can do is go out and win. It's a bit easier when that's the focus, isn't it? Yeah, winning is easy. No, <laughs> I mean, uh, it's never easy to win a race, but uh, it's an easy target, you know. So uh, if, we, if we don't win the next two races, we're not going to win the championship. And the only luck we can make on our side is to win those. Uh, and the other ones have to be a, have a bad, of a bad of a race. And, uh, you know, uh, we'll see. It's, uh, it's so much fun out here. It's so cool to be here. With the, I brought my family over. Uh, they go to one or two races a year. So Road America is one of those. It feels a bit of a home race. For everyone, right? I, I think so. So uh, it's a cool race, cool race weekend. I love to be in IMSA. It's one of the best championships in the world. 
maybe the best. Um, our Cadillac is running fine right now. I think uh, Road America is very tricky with traffic. You can lose a lot of lap time here. If you get stuck behind someone in one corner, it's already a lot of lap time, and sometimes there's a sequence. So uh, it's all about managing that, and it's going to be rainy on Sunday. So we're, we're kind of like, you know, targeting on uh, having a lot of rain on Sunday. So let's see. A bit of a rainmeister as well, so you're not scared of that coming down. Now, you've been doing a lot of testing, a lot of focusing on next year. I've asked a couple of people so far, is it difficult for you to swap back and forth between the two cars? Yeah, I get that question a lot, and it's, uh, you know, I do different championships sometimes as well. So uh, going from a GT and a prototype, and this time it's from prototype to the prototype, so it's not that difficult. But, uh, you know, the team is working so hard at the moment at Ganassi together with GM and Cadillac to get everything up and running. So, you know, it's it's almost coming to this weekend like, hey, guys, we need to focus on this race weekend and get the most out of here. We're still racing in the championship. Um, there's a lot of uh, time and energy and people working a lot of hours to, uh, to get our program ready for next year. So it's really cool to see. There's an amazing vibe in the team, a lot of energy in the team towards the future. So uh, that, that's really cool to see. What can you tell us about this early running in the new car? I've seen pictures. You got to run it in VIR. That must have been awesome. Well, VIR, we didn't go. Uh, we went to Sebring, um, and uh, there's going to be a lot of tests coming up, which uh, you can see when uh, you can see it on the internet where we go. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> so, but it's it's an awesome track, uh, Sebring, and especially with the new car. I'm uh, I'm very happy with uh, the performance of the car and how it ran, and we kept doing laps, and it's. You know, it's testing the limits of the materials. So you're trying to, basically, you're trying to break the car and see where it's weak. So, uh, but we kept doing laps and laps and laps. So it's it's a good good side for the future. That's a perfect way to uh, end on it. The future coming up, but for now, you got to get back in your car and uh, try and go win another race. Good luck this weekend, Renger. Thanks a lot. Have fun, everyone. Yeah, that's a good point that Renger made there. A little uh, run on at turn five a moment or two ago for the Aero Motorsport uh, prototype. Uh, it is a very good point that all of these teams, oh, very, very close uh, down on the run down to the kink between the uh, 31 wheel and engineering car and that blue prototype that's just been off the track. I think, was that the era car or was that the... Uh, a lot of cars coming there, but it's including traffic. the Sean Creech Motorsports. All right, so that car, whatever happened to it, it's now yeah. back out. It, it, yeah. it, it had a 40-minute last lap, so they got that car back out again, uh, and uh, and there goes uh, Malta Jakobsen still at world number 33 car. So great, great work by the Sean Creech Motorsports entry. That's a scary moment there. Olivier Pla black backing out of it, and it was indeed the era number 18 that had just been off track. In fact. Platt only just gets by that car. That all started coming down to the kink. And Olivier Platt, in this first practice session, which still has 35 minutes to go, deciding that he didn't need to push his luck too much there and uh, took half a lap or so to get by. I just want to revisit that point that, that Renga said. We've got new cars coming from, from Cadillac and Acura. We've got a new car coming from BMW, not albeit a current DPI manufacturer, but the teams involved in in a number of these cars who were running them here this weekend for those manufacturers are doing the development, the, the vast majority of them, and they're having to split their re resources, Jeremy. And that's a, that's a good point that, that Reng has made there. Now the focus has got to be back on, on winning a race, and I, I kind of hadn't considered that before. No, I mean, some, you know, some of the teams that will have designated test teams that would just 
concentrate on running those cars, developing developing those cars for next year. But you know the engineers and uh, and all the mechanics as well. They'll be they'll be doing pulling double duty. So busy busy times, but exciting times. Getting re- ready for this new era. There is Malte Jakobsen. Big off. Or is it? Wait a minute. No, it wasn't. It was the. It's uh, down at the, the kink. That's the. And this will bring. It's going to be a red the flag. High class racing. Uh, this is the number car, twenty car, two zero. Uh, and that was uh, Dennis Anderson again behind the wheel of that car. And f- for Mark, there's a lot of dust and dirt in the air. Yeah. For my money, he's dropped his left hand side Michelin's into the dirt through the kink. And that speared him back across the road to contact with the wall on driver's right. Yeah, just took too much. In fact, he's all four wheels off. And then the car flicks back to the other side. It's a good job, actually, of getting hard on the brakes and scrubbing a lot of speed off as he went in there with the front right corner making contact first so he had almost straightened the car back up a bit but scrubbed an awful lot of speed off there and it looks to me as though that car might still be drivable uh, he's he's got the, the engine running and remarkably uh, he is able to select forwards and reverse gears that could have been very much, a very much bigger impact and incident for Dennis Anderson, who's got that car going. No choice but to put the red flag out at that point because uh, that potentially was a huge incident. And Dennis Anderson almost, cl- he was so far off on the left-hand side, he almost clipped the wall with the, uh, with the left rear of the car as he started to spear across. He's taken a chunk of concrete out of the wall, I think, there, no, John. I, I think that's a chunk of the splitter, actually. Is it a chunk I, of the splitter? I, I think so, but uh, I'm not quite sure. But it was certainly a <laughs> accident there for, for Dennis. And I was talking to somebody oh, yeah, this morning right, who was saying it's, it's kind of like right. ricochet alley down there because yes. you come out there and you, even if you don't make contact with the left-hand side of the racetrack, you know, it's quite easy to get, have the car spat across the racetrack, which is exactly what happened there to Dennis Anderson. So uh, that would be in a... Uh, a hairy moment for Dennis. I think it's his first time here, probably as well. Uh, learning, a learning. Yeah. Oh dear, a learning, a teaching opportunity. That yeah, is, <laughs> is what the responsible adult would say. Yes, he's uh, he's wiped off both corners uh, of the front splitter, but generally speaking, that car, that high-class racing red and white uh, number twenty, is in pretty good shape. And Joe Bradley always tells me in his days as a team manager what you look for is is all are all the wheels pointing in the right direction at the same time and Shea Adam is looking at that and that's driven in under its own steam and Joe would be very happy with the fact that alright there's bodywork damage but all of those wheels are pointing in the same direction yeah yeah they are and uh, the direction that they're supposed to be pointing more or less which is uh, the important thing the nose is comprehensively destroyed though uh, this nose cone will need some serious rebuilding and it does look a tiny bit shortened from where it originally was but now is the telling time they've pulled the nose off let's see if there's any component damage in there well the carbon air inlets those are still intact as well and those tend to break with any sort of serious frontal impact so i think they might have gotten away with something here guys they're going to check the car over with the suspension put a new nose and uh yeah it looks like a new tail will go on this car as well just as a precaution but that could have been a lot worse yeah, I mean, I've been surprised they didn't go behind the wall there to uh, give it a, a proper look-see. But, uh, yeah, that was a... Uh, certainly, you know, it'll have done some damage, but a, a major 
bullet dodge there for Dennis Anderson. Uh, that will have woken him up, I uh, think. Um, I mean, I know you want to take as much speed as you can through the kink, and everybody yeah. talks about, oh, it's much easier now in the downforce cars because it's, it's completely flat in pretty much everything. Well, it isn't. I'll tell you yeah. that now, having spoken to the drivers, and it's certainly not for the GT cars either. Don't know what traffic Dennis had when he was coming into that, whether he was slightly offline. Um, but he is out of the car. And the team are going to work on that. Meantime, uh, whilst we have this little red flag, half an hour to go, by the way. So exactly a third of this uh, session still uh, to take place. Bit of uh, dicing going on at the Briggs and Stratton multiplex. Oh, bit of bump drafting uh, as well there. An absolutely fantastic facility there. And uh, I've done a couple of charity events there down through the years, although not for a few years. But it is absolutely phenomenal and uh, has the uphill and downdale uh, characteristics that the full circuit has. New timing and scoring <laughs> building there. I wish I knew who those guys were so that we could give them a name check because they're providing uh, great, uh, great entertainment. Are they going the opposite direction to what I used to race that? I think they are. They're going up the hill at that point. Oh, wow, that's interesting. Uh, Shea, let's get back down to what's happening on the pit lane. Shea Adam has stayed uh, reasonably down at high-class racing uh, and uh, is noticing some new parts coming out here. Well, they've got the new nose that's coming out. It uh, does not look like the car is going behind the wall. They've installed Fabio Shearer into this car, um, and I thought it was going to be uh, Andrews Furback driving the car mm. this weekend, so that's an entryless change for me. His Jeremy name is on the car. Me. I did see his name. Well, Shearer's well, name. It's always, on the, it's always on the car. Because ah, right. he is their endurance driver. Um, but they are putting their nose to tightening these new Michelins onto the car because the old ones have massive flat spots, as I'm sure you can imagine. Um, so they are putting new tires on. Let's see if they're going to just roll it back to the garage, maybe. But interesting that they have chosen to put this new nose on on the pit lane rather than just roll it back without uh, any nose if they were going to be taking it off. And they are used Michelins going on to this car. Um, but that could just be for a shakedown as well, just to make sure that everything is okay. Maybe they're going to give Fabio one lap to see if there's anything else broken and then take him back behind the wall. But uh, at this point does not look like they are calling it a uh, session. Uh, they, they, oh. they took the, the tail of the car off as well. The, um, uh, not the engine cover, the bit behind that, the rear clip uh, shear. Um, has that gone back on yet? Not yet, right. um, but I see it sitting on the other side of the wall, just waiting. And we've got uh, no damage to the rear splitter. Now they're putting it on the jacks to turn it in a different direction so it can easily get out around the Paul Miller Racing BMW. And they've just noticed that they didn't put the tail back on. So uh, I'm sure they're <laughs> going to put the hit back up on the air jacks, pull the, uh, the spinny dolly back out, and then put the tail back on. Uh, that would be a nasty surprise for Fabio if he goes back out. Uh, oh, yeah, we forgot something. Yeah, the, uh, the short, the Kurtek version, the K. The short tail car. Yeah, the uh, the Jolly Ducks, as uh, they got named when we were um, getting tired at uh, at Portugal for the 24 hours uh, recently. It's getting pretty physical over at the uh, the kart circuit. And uh, <laughs> a bit of bumping and boring, but they do have our bumpers uh, over there. If you haven't tried that yet, available for you at the weekend for those of you here at the circuit. Uh, green flag with 26 and a half minutes to go. We are back underway and it's the 0-2 Cadillac who's first out of the pits for Alex Lynn who's taking over that car. That car has the best time at the moment, a 150.835. Earl Bamba put that time in and now everyone else responds and heads out 
onto the circuit. And it is a hugely impressive sight to see them all peel off into the fast lane and head out of the slight downhill pit exit towards turn one. As I say, 20, just on 26 minutes now to go. Ore Fadani is taking over the number 13 AWA Duquesne prototype from Matthew Bell, who's in that car this weekend. Uh, Robert McGuinness has taken over the Carbon Lamborghini from Jeff Westfall whilst they were in the pits. I didn't know about that uh, interchange either, Shay, I must admit, uh, but uh, Fabio Shearer indeed it is. The uh, 23-year-old Swiss who will be sharing the car with Dennis Anderson this weekend. He's the regular driver for the, the regular third driver for the long-distance races in the Mission and Endurance Cup, but uh, drafted in this weekend instead of the, the uh, uh, regular driver, Anders Fjordback, that did that in that car, so... Fabio Shearer's got uh, plenty of experience in all sorts of uh, all sorts of cars. A lot of experience in DTM, last several years. Uh, but his first, he'll be another driver making his debut this weekend at Road America. No change at the top of the charts. There's still that time that was set uh, quite a while ago by uh, Earl Bamber in the number zero two Cadillac. Uh, One minute fifty. 0.835 that is faster than the race lap record here which is a 51.0 so that back in 2020 that's the fastest summer 50.835 in car number 02 second fastest Pipo Durrani in the number 31 Action Express Cadillac Wheeland Engineering car 151.051 second place 151.055 uh, uh, was a, the, the third fastest time by the Acura of uh, Tom Blomquist. One of the drivers driving that car at the moment. And 151.095 for Sebastian Bourdais in number 01 Cadillac. So just just over two and a half tenths of a second covering the top four on this four-mile racetrack. Not much. No sign of the number 14 Vassa Sullivan Lexus, which ground to a halt down by Canada Corner and caused the previous red flag. Jack Hawksworth was towed back in through the back of the paddock and Shea on the case there. We'll get a report from her in a moment. It's Jeremy Sean, John Hindoff with you in the Haggerty Global Broadcast Centre. Air temp and track temp stayed fairly steady through this session. Um, very cloudy and very humid here at the moment. Officially 80% humidity, not much wind to talk about, but what there is is coming up from the south. And uh, 90 Fahrenheit on the track, 73 Fahrenheit in the air. So that's uh, 31 Celsius on the track and 23 Celsius in the air. So not super hot here. No, no, very pleasant. Yeah. It was it was pretty much that when I turned up this morning, Jeremy. To be honest, I think the air temperature was was round about uh, the mid 80s in the sunshine this morning. But that's uh, as uh, the sun we haven't seen too much of 
this morning, just after midday here. 12 minutes past noon and 22 minutes of this session still to run. Important data being gathered here for qualifying, which is uh, starts tomorrow at 11 local time. We'll have that in sound and vision for you, whether you're here in the US or globally. No blocks or breaks for you. And that's all free, of course. No subscription required via imsaradio.com. And if you just hit the live video button on the top left-hand side, everybody can always listen to the audio as well, of course. It's the listen live button on the right-hand side of the homepage. So 37 cars have been out and turned laps, Jeremy. Uh, one or yep. two of them. Actually, everybody's into double figures, at least. But there's a few that are only just into double figures. Yeah, including number 33 car of uh, Malta Jacobs. And that was the car we talked about earlier. It was uh, stranded for a while. Uh, spent 40 minutes off the racetrack, but now back out again. And he just improved last time around it. Did the the young Dane uh, at a one minute two minutes uh, three point zero nine eight? He's gone f- going faster again on this lap as well. He's got a personal best in sector one. So he hasn't yet quite reached the kink in that car, but uh, he's seeing a few blue sector times, which means personal bests on this uh, on this lap. Twenty minutes remaining in this ninety minute session. Quite a few blue sectors, actually. Well, Mantha Jakobsen's just done the fastest lap for that car. Yep. Um, that might have just been a clean lap. They do seem to have had more than their fair share of incidents today. Two or three zero for that car. Cost them a little bit of time in foot. Number turn 14 there. Comes up behind the uh, number 51 Rickware Racing Acura. Cost them perhaps a little bit of momentum, certainly, I think, going through that corner and up the hill for Jakobsen. Comes across the line now. Does not improve. Two or three, three, three uh, against seven. a two or three zero that he did last time around. I did notice that uh, Tristan Nunez uh, improved last time around for PR1 Matheson Motorsport. That, nice would, have, that would have been a s- significant improvement for Jakobsen because uh, that, he, he cost him well over a second in that final sector. Right. 153.2 for Tristan back in the paddock oh, this weekend. Taylor. Uh, for the, this time for P.R.O. Matheson and LMP2. Yeah, great to see him back at the wheel. Jonathan Bomberito stepping out of that ride for this weekend to get to Tristan Vautier back in with that team because he drove with uh, Stephen Thomas last season before being picked up by Action Express. Then was somewhat strangely, from my perspective, dumped halfway through the year. But he's uh, back to prove his point here as young Tristan Nunez, talented young man. That's... Uh, an improvement there for Rookie Taylor up to second fastest in the Acura Caliber 10 for Conica Minolta Racing. And an improvement to the top of GTD for Robbie Forley in Turner Motorsport. The oh. tackle vendors around this area will be delighted if they get a, a win this weekend. We'll keep an eye on the times with eight and a half minutes to go. Uh, what have you been looking at in the pitch here and what can you tell us about that Jack Hawks with Lexus that had the problem, the Vassar Sullivan car earlier on? 
This is a paddock report because I'm not actually in the pit lane oh, anymore. Right. Um, I oh, count. hang on, shit. I'll come back to you in a second. Uh, we've got a spinner down at turn 13. number five, and that's the AWA black and yellow number 13 prototype for Ore Fidani. He's not long since got in that uh, uh, Duquesne. He's going contra race at the moment to get onto the large runoff area so that he can get that car back into pointing in the right direction. Like he probably just uh, missed his braking. Oh no, actually, he got round the corner, just spun up the rear Michelins as he was coming out there. There's just a little change of surface there, and that may have caught him out. The whole track is going to be resurfaced later on uh, this year in October, uh, but the track tell us it will not affect how the track looks or feels in terms of its layout it's uh, just to standardize some of uh, some of the the area and it's uh, been a while since they've had a, a resurface here sorry Shay, go ahead uh, with that lexus okay in the paddock uh, there are 12 vassar sullivan people standing around the car two in the car uh two computers that are currently plugged in one that's currently plugged in inside the car a lot of work going on oh we now have the mechanic in the back of the car yes i love what this happened remember they did it at lime rock uh, yes. for this shock change actually in the boot mechanic yes. in the boot of yeah. the car or just slightly more forward where the uh, rear windshield would be but uh, they are hard at work here we've got jack hawksworth back in street clothes i don't think this car will be running for the rest no. of this session but uh, the good news is they seem to have a handle on what could possibly be plaguing it. Uh, the bad news is, John, remember that uh, bad luck that we were talking about in um, the previous session for Michelin Pilot Challenge for TGM? We might need some crystals, some sage, some uh, bad luck uh, perjury stuff for this car. Well, not perjury. Um, purging. Purging. Yeah, I knew you. where you were going <laughs> with that. <laughs> Thank you for that. Is, is Jack able to have a chat with you? Uh, probably. Let me, let me see if I walk around if... Uh, He's, he's with the big bosses, so let me see if I can be so... We have a mic in his bold. general direction. Yeah. Jack, do you mind if I plug you for a quick second? John's asking for you. Um, that had to be a bit of a weird experience for the car to just stop out on the track for you. That's not what you're used to. Yeah, and no, no, obviously, normally, you know, car's really reliable. Um, bit of a weird one, uh, some kind of fuel issue, so we're, uh, we're just looking into that now, but uh, at least we stopped when the car was fast, so, uh, you know, we feel pretty good about the, about the, the kind of... I guess the uh, handling of the car. So, yeah, we'll diagnose this problem and then uh, start again in practice too. The last time that we had a serious rain race here, it was a good day for Lexus. Are you looking at the forecast and smiling? Uh, well, it kind of rained here a bit last year and we did struggle in the rain in those sessions. So we're not really sure what the rain will bring. Um, if it comes, you just never know with this place, right? Like, But uh, t today and tomorrow will be dry, so we'll concentrate on the car, uh, down the in for the dry. And then, uh, yeah, if it rains, it'll be a bit of a lottery. And hopefully we're on the right side of it. Well, hey, good luck on uh, Sunday's race. And uh, there's a lot more incidents out on track on turn five. And hey, is that somebody new at the top of the charts, John? It is indeed, Cher. Thanks to Jack Hawksworth for speaking to us there. Uh, it is uh, Acura beginning to find their pace. Jeremy at the front, their little problem for the car, uh, the number 10 car of Ricky Taylor. As it, I think it was either the lap, or the lap it set its fastest lap or the, the lap Next after. Lap. Yeah, the lap after, just locking a 
uh, a wheel at turn five and running a bit long and another off there for Ori Fadani also at turn five. Yes, yeah, so Ricky Taylor went to the top then a 150.539 for car wow. number 10. Next lap just tried to carry a little bit too much speed through the apex of turn five. Big sideways moment there as John was saying. Just a, a slight lock up of the inside run right front tyre going toward the apex of the corner slid a little bit wide but he had gone personal best in sector one on that next lap as well so that number 10 car really on a charge right now and uh, he goes to the top there by a margin of almost three tenths of a second over the number zero two car Alex uh, Earl Bamber it was at that time a little while ago actually quite a long time ago now but yeah. uh, so uh, purple in sector three for Ricky Taylor I think it's still Earl Bamba that was purple in sector one. And I believe it was Sebastian Bourdais who was purple in sector two, which is the longest sector on this track, well yes. over a minute. Certainly was the 0-1 car. The lap, yeah. yeah, half the lap time in the, uh, in the zero one car. So three different cars then uh, in the purple sector, uh, purple in each of the sectors. Timing and also improvements, by the way, uh, for second position in both LMP2, Tristan Nunez jumped up to second position in Calibre 11, the 152.8 just a few minutes ago. Also in LMP3, Matthew Jakobsen went second, has now gone fastest in Calibre 33. So that Sean Creech Motorsports entry that was in the pits for quite a while, back out again. Jakobsen, who's driven all of this session so far, uh, to the top in LMP3 at two minutes. Point four three nine for car number 33. If you want to follow along with the timing and scoring that we have here, our timing partners Al Kamel here in IMSA. And that's available via IMSA.com. You'll find the link there. And the scoring. And you can bring it up on one of your devices and follow along with what we see here in the Haggerty Global Broadcast Centre. 12 and a half to go here at Road America for the IMSA Fast Lane Sports Car Weekend at the Marikas National Park of Speed. John and Jeremy in the booth, shit in the pits, and the action is hot and heavy on the track. Uh, this is a practice session. This is the first practice session. And we've got Ollie Pla diving down the inside at turn three to go by the uh, number 12 Lexus of Frankie Monte Calvo in the GTD version, the one with the green... Uh, wing end plates, door mirrors and uh, ends of the windshield banner. That car second in GTD at the moment to uh, Turner Motorsport. Interestingly, we have uh, Robbie Foley ahead of all of the GTD Pro cars uh, at the moment. And no reason why he shouldn't be, Jeremy, because the car specifications, and I know we say this every time, but there'll be new people here trackside and, and tuning in GTD Pro and GTD the cars are identical the, the category is decided by how you choose your drivers and how your drivers are graded indeed so yes and uh, it's, uh, it, it's, it's pretty cool I really like that but what's interesting is that the BMW M4 GT3 are bookending the field in GTD because we've got number 96 car fastest and the number one car of Paul Miller Racing which is be 24 laps down in last position at the moment, in 11th place in that class, uh, just behind Roman De Angelis in the number 27 uh, Harter Racing Team Aston Martin Vantage, which is uh, also not yet shown you know, front-running pace in this session so far. But you know, lots of different strategies being 
worked out ultimate pace is not the uh, the goal right now for some of the teams and just making sure the car is going to be uh, handling properly for the race and get all their fuel consumption numbers figured out and, and everything else that goes along with it yeah the two Astons from Heart of Racing team 23 in the hands of Ross Gunn at fifth in GTD Pro uh, which is uh, at the bottom of, of their category and Roman De Angelis in the number 27 in the GTD 10th so one off the back that will not please Sarah Rigby who's tuning in from a breezy but for now sunny crew in the northwest of the uh, of England in the UK crew the home of Bentley of course she'll be cheering on the all the Astons this weekend hello Sarah and Martin hope you're well back in the UK under 10 minutes to go at IMSA Radio if you want to get in touch with us uh, in this session or any of our sessions when we're in the Haggerty Global Broadcast Centre here this weekend. The other car we haven't seen a lot of during this session lately is number 38 car that performance Sec Motorsports mm. Ligier. James French did 10 laps early on. We haven't seen that car since. So, is it on the pit lane or is it behind the wall? It's probably behind the wall. It's gone behind the wall and she's been looking for it. She can't find where they are in the paddock. <laughs> Can you put a flare up if you're out there, please? <laughs> Hello. Well, that's uh, a quite. It is quite a busy paddock uh, this weekend with uh, all of the the five categories in this championship plus the other races that we've got on, and the, some new pavement has been laid in uh, various parts of the paddock, including the upper paddock, one-way system in operation as well. And, and if you want to go to the paddock and have a wander round, that's fine. Uh, but you can't take your golf cart in. If you have got a golf cart here this weekend, uh, unless you are members of teams and you have the right sticker on your golf cart, you can't get in there. It's foot traffic only for yeah. that. It does get a bit busy. Down to safety, that one. Yeah, no, I, and I understand that because there's only one way to get out onto the pit lane and you have to come down through the paddock and if you're Lamborghini Super Trofeo you're way up on the top paddock and you have to come down the hill yeah. and then weave your way through and it's difficult enough with people on foot never mind people buzzing around on golf carts. New fastest time in GTD Oh hello It's uh, Frankie Montecalvo in car number 12 uh, for Vassar Sullivan the 206.646 for Frankie boy he's been on a charge lately had two consecutive pole positions in the last two races and really really good speed again now fastest of of all of the GTD cars and 206.646 he's got three tenths of a second in hand over Robbie Foley at the moment and that means the two Vassar Sullivan Lexus are at the top of their respective classes of course the Jack Hawks with number 14 car as we heard in the game fuel issue with that a fuel pickup issue a fuel pump issue not sure but clearly it wasn't getting to the engine as Conor de Felipe now shows for BMW Team RLL and they've woken up in the last uh, seven minutes of this session so the number 25 car goes to the top for the singleton entry for BMW M Team RLL they do have two of those cars and I know a couple of drivers who are really hoping that they are both out at Petit Le Mans, the Motul Petit Le Mans at the end of the season uh, to potentially get uh, another 
crack at that car at 206665. So still slower than the best of GTDs, but that's a good improvement from Connor De Filippi and Team RLL. Yeah, half by, the team. Yeah. Half the team, of course, developing the new BMW, uh, which is why they've only got one car here. Yeah. Just a, a couple of hundredths of a second there between those two, yes. and also an improvement there for Robert McGuinness in number 39 uh, car barn Peregrine racing Lamborghini, kind of a 39 of 206.756. So the top three cars in GTD, well, including one pro car, uh, are covered by just about a tenth of a second, so super tight there. Improvement also for Tristan Vautier uh, goes finally ahead of the best of the LMP2 cars for car number five, 152 flat for Tristan Vautier, 152.000. He's still a second and a half off the ultimate pace. Yeah, that might change. Sheer, what are you seeing down in the pit lane? Oh. Jim Conright goes to the top of oh, wow. GTD, the IMSA Diversity Scholarship winner from uh, 2022. Uh, the NCSSR Huracan at the top with a 2064. What's going on there, Sheer? Everybody's warming up. Lots of tyre changes because muck quality runs are going on now, and that is exactly what we expect to see going on for the remainder of this session, except for a couple of cars. I've just noticed that we've got Jan Halen up on the wall, so the 16 Wright Motorsport Porsche not doing a muck quality. Doesn't sound like the 27 Heart of Racing Aston Martin's doing one either, but let's see. They just pulled into the pit lane. They are going to be doing a tyre change, so keep an eye on that one as well. It's go fast time, boys certainly is five minutes to go De Felipe goes quicker again in the BMW M4 GT3 and they've got uh, so it's Frankie Montecalvo oh yeah absolutely and Robert McGuinness now to the top so it's Lamborghini 1-2 wow Robert McGuinness 206.366 for caliber 39 Jaden Conright in the NTE uh, sport uh, uh, entry column 42 a 206.437 so Lamborghini 1-2 wow that came from nowhere well, this is new Michelin rubber doing yeah. what new Michelin rubber does Jeremy um, so that suggests to me that Jaden Conright's going to qualify tomorrow then for NTESSR uh, of course he has to because uh, he's the, the only driver in that car of the requisite driver True, rating yeah. yes yeah, Marco Holtz is a gold-rated yeah. driver, so it has to be silver or bronze that qualifies. I volunteer as tribute. I'll, 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 honestly, anybody? Anyone? No, silence. Okay, thanks. Uh, four and minutes. Yeah, well, Jan, Jan Halen's a gold these days as well, yes. so it'll be it'll be Ryan Hardwick who does qualify that number 16 car. And points for uh, pull positions through the classes, Jeremy, do... Yeah play a part in the yeah, in, yeah. in the championships of yeah course. indeed yeah the uh, in in uh, in gt well in, in 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 several of the classes uh, the uh, team that sc scored most points in qualifying might not be leading in the uh, in the overall category in lp2 for example 122 points for both the number 11 car and the number well and Josh Pearson, who's alternated between the 11 and the 52, they've got 122 points in qualifying to the 104 of wow. John Ferrano, who actually leads overall in that class. So yeah, it's kind of interesting. And in uh, in, you know, same, in in several other classes as well, in, in DPI, uh, the 
second place car in the overall points table actually scored a few more points that's the number 10 car than the number 60. So yeah qualifying certainly is important and all those cars now in in uh, the top that set their time best times in the last couple of laps and all now in the pit lane in GTD, number 39 car that leads, number 42 car that's in second position, Frankie Montecalvo in the Lexus car, number 12 in third position, also Colin Filippi, fastest in GTD Pro, but behind three non-pro cars, also back in the pit lane with just a couple of minutes remaining in this first practice session of the week. Uh, another practice session for the uh, IMSA Fast Lane Sports Car Weekend runners from the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship uh, practice uh, later on this afternoon. That's the split practice where we get the uh, first 15 minutes for the GTT P3s and P2s, and then the last 15 minutes for the GTD Pros and the DPIs. And everybody gets the time in the middle, full skirt there. It's been a long time since we've seen a 0-1 car out on track. Yes. Uh, 18 laps competed by that car compared to number th 34 laps for the number 31 car. And, uh, yeah, that number zero... We, uh, since uh, Shay spoke to Renko van der Zander, I don't think we've seen that car out on a racetrack. No, I think track. you're right. I think you're right. A 151.095 leaves them only half a second away from the top times. Uh, is the car still on the pit lane? That's the question. I don't think it is actually so maybe they've called it a day early or they're chasing an issue I forgot to bring my binoculars again here to look down the pit lane and it's I always regret that so inside the fight oh there was that, was that the uh, under a minute to go in fact coming down to 30 seconds and people I always think it's funny, everybody dashing to get this last lap in as if it was the last lap of qualifying. Uh, it won't set the grid, of course. That's later on to, uh, to that's tomorrow, excuse me. Second practice uh, first, and that's uh, this afternoon. Before that, should I say. Tristan Fortier trying to get across the line, which he will do as he goes past us now. The heads down towards turn one. James French putting in another best, better time, excuse me best for that car for performance tech before he peels off into the pits and uh, the checkered flag is out let's have a quick word uh, with the team at the top of the GT uh, running uh, that's uh, Carbon with Peregrine the Lamborghini Aragon Robert McGuinness has shown has stopped out on the track at the moment we'll get to that in the moment let's see what Jeff Westfall can tell us with Shea Adam as we've got a spinner at, uh, at uh, turn six and that again is the number 20 uh, that is the high class racing car and it's again Dennis Anderson who's just going to have to wait there 
Uh, oh, he's found reverse, so he'll be able to get back on the track. Sorry, Shay. Jeff Westfall with you. All good. Carbon is not stepped out on track. They came into the pit lane, put the rollers on the car, and then had Robert take it back to the garage. So to allay any worries for any Lamborghini fears out there. But, Jeff, this is a nice surprise to finish the first session, not only with your car at the top of the charts, but a Lamborghini one, too. This typically hasn't been a Lamborghini favorable track, but this new car, it's working well for you guys. Yeah, I mean, the team's worked so hard on this new chassis, getting it repaired, and uh, we had a good run at Lime Rock, and I think we really found a nice sweet spot for this chassis. Um, so it's working quite well. It's really good on the brakes, which I think is what's helping us around here with all the big brake zones in many places of the track, and definitely uh, caught by surprise. I didn't know we were going to be this far off the list, but I'm sure everyone's going to continue to get faster, so this is staying here is, uh, is death by a thousand cuts. you got to keep evolving. Now, you've raced here in some pretty bad rainstorms before in the past, so looking at Sunday's forecast, is it a daunting thing or is it an exciting thing? I would say that the forecast is exciting for me. I mean, um, I like the rain. Uh, I'm planning on it to rain. If it doesn't rain, I'll be shocked. Good to know. Well, congrats on uh, winning the first practice session, but you still got a little bit more work this weekend. Yeah, too bad you don't get points for practice. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. Oh, Thanks. how many people down the years might have said the same thing. Leaders have all come through to finish. I don't think there's anybody else out on a quick one. Uh, Ricky Taylor's still pushing along, but he has seen the checkered flag. That he'll still be able to uh, take a look at the sector times here, but I presume he'll peel off into the pit lane uh, as he comes through this time. Pretty good final laps there for the second place car. Alex Lynn to the 51.3, so that's only half a second off his best time. Also, Oliver Jarvis turned a 151.5 in the number 60 car on that final lap as well. Again, half a second off his best, but pretty good lap times for this uh, state in the session. Time to take a short break here at Road America. That's hour and a half has flown by for the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. Keep it, keep it locked in to RS2 IMSA Radio. Jeremy Shear and myself will be back for the afternoon session of... Uh, a full fast Friday. It's all coming up live and free later on. Join us then. Bye bye. This program is a Radio Show Limited production. For more, check imsaradio.com and subscribe to Imsa Radio wherever you get your podcasts.